0: Well, we're ready? Yeah. Okay. okay.
1: listening to 101.5 K-O-C-I, LPFM, Newport Beach, Costa Mesa, serving all of Orange County. Live from the K-O-C-I studios in Costa Mesa, California, it's time for Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford. Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford is made possible by the Creative Play and Balboa Barbecue.
2: Bienvenidos. Oh, I'm always I'm always way too close to the mic at the start of the show. Bienvenidos. Aloha! Welcome into Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford. I'm Alex Crawford. Chris Babona is here and joining us in studio. Very special guest, not just calling in at 315 like our last two guests, which I do appreciate, but Mark Todd, Newport Harbor High School, boys lacrosse coach in studio, hanging with us for the full hour. So a very special treat there. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Let's make sure it's I got it. Yeah, there we, here we go. go. There we go. I'm, I'm
3: doing I'm, great, Alex, yeah. Like I I'm said, I'm
2: I'm doing on. it all over here on the production yeah. board, not letting you learn how to <laughs> do it so that you can't take my show from me someday i gotta keep some of the knowledge uh proprietary to myself and mark thank you for joining us here today i know you probably run your real estate agent correct so you're probably showing houses take a quick breather come over to koci jump in studio with us and and then how's your sunday going
4: i'm fired up man (laughs) (laughs) i love it i've been to the gym i've been to some of my properties already i've called clients i've been on Doing text messages from about 7 a.m. this morning. Oh, so you're just. It's actually about 6 a.m. because today's a, oh, we're an my. hour ahead.
2: We're right? going to talk yeah. about that. We're going to talk yeah. about that at the end of the show. I have some thoughts on day. I have some questions and some thoughts because I was confused last night. I was up late working, editing some videos and whatnot, doing what I do, and I thought that we got an extra hour, so it was about to be <laughs> 2 a.m. and I was like, "Oh, I'm stoked!" I just stayed up an hour later finishing this, but. I'm going to gain that back. Then I looked at my phone. I was like, dude, it's three. What the hell happened? So yeah, Spring forward, fall back. I've learned that my whole life, and yet somehow last night I, I forgot it once again. So we're going to talk about that in the last segment. We've got a great show. we got a full show. I mean, this yeah. hour is going to fly by. Mark, we're going to talk to you next segment. I want to talk about lacrosse. You, you've you been at Harbor for 10 years. You were at mm-hmm. CDM before that. So I want to talk about First of all, I've been calling your games the last week, The your last two home games. Uh, you guys went one and one. But more importantly for me is I hadn't really watched – I played lacrosse. at surf dogs lacrosse yeah. in, in seventh and eighth grade. But since then, I, I hadn't picked up a lacrosse stick for sure, and I probably really hadn't digested the sport. It's a fun sport. I mean, I know you know that, but I was like, oh, my God, yeah, this is great. you know. Yeah, I probably coached you back a little bit when you were a surf you, dog because I was over at CDM at the time. You wouldn't have remembered me. I was, I was not a memorable <laughs> player. That I, uh, I quickly learned that the lacrosse stick was, uh, was better off in someone else's hands than my own.
4: Well, you know, I've coached probably, jeez, I mean, thousands and thousands of kids here in Newport Beach. And it's been just a great experience just to get to meet the families and, and see these kids and, and just understand. Look, I was a young player myself one time. And remember the anxiety that you have going into sports. And, and you know, it's funny because we, we try not to like harp on kids when they make a mistake because they know they made the mistake. Right? You don't need to go ahead and just and, and, and yell at them, but it, you know but it, sometimes you get fired up and you get all energized and you're jumping up and down and coaching is a lot like you know sometimes when, when, when the competition is really tough, right like the other day against Foothill, it's like being in a home invasion strapped to a chair you, you, you can't do anything you as can't a coach. go out on the field right you can't do anything yeah. like and as a former player, you just want to get back into the game and do something, and uh it's kind of fun to watch you know. These kids develop, and you know, geez, in Corona Lamar, is from Corona Lamar to Newport Harbor. I've been coaching in the area for about 17 years, and before that, I coached at Chapman and UCLA oh, and that's uh, great. Loyola Marymount. So you got your finger on the pulse of the
2: local lacrosse yeah. community for Pretty sure. Well, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that next segment. Now, first segment, first thing I want to get to here today. Uh, I always like to open the show with a bit of a rant. Chris knows he has to sit there yeah. patiently, <laughs> formulating his thoughts. But this this was a hard show to break away and come to. I was over at my folks' place here in Newport watching the Lakers Clippers game. Now. I'm going to just let it be known, and if you're watching and listening to the show, you know I'm a huge Clippers fan. I'm a lifelong Clippers fan. I'm a Lakers hater, but I think it's important that I let that be known. I mean I think that in sports media in general, we sometimes either don't know or people in the media try to hide their biases, but they're apparent. Like locally – I'd say ninety percent of local media coverage favors the Lakers. They want to see the Lakers be good. The Lakers are the big brand. People for people forget how bad the Clippers were. Like they, I, I was just watching the broadcast on ESPN, which by the way, I'm not going to rant about them, but I do get sick. I'm sick of national broadcasts. I like the local broadcasters. I like for the Clippers, Brian Seaman and Corey Maggetti or Chauncey Billups. I like the local radio guys. I know I'm biased because I'm in local radio. I want to be a, a voice of a team. But the national guys, they just don't have their finger on the pulse of what's happening. They favor... Uh, they, they know LeBron. They love LeBron. They favor LeBron. But, but more so than that is you get them talking about, I think it was Stan Van Gundy on today's broadcast, saying, I can't believe the Lakers and Clippers haven't met up in the postseason. And I was like, I, I can. I, the, the Clippers, before this decade, the Clippers only went to the postseason about five or six times. Yeah. In almost
3: 30 years. And so. so it was that in that stretch early 2000s with the big three, like CP3 and whatnot, and... Yeah.
2: In 2006, they almost met. They had the almost had the hallway series, and that would have been awesome. And I think we're going to get the hallway series uh, uh, this season between the Lakers and Clippers. But my opening rant right now, I had I had two sets of notes here because it depends on as the game goes into its final minute, the Lakers are up by nine, and it looks like they're going to beat the Clippers for the first time this season.
4: Clippers won the previous two matchups. So, are you a Laker (laughs) fan? Well. My high school was the Clippers, so I'm kind of a Clippers and a Lakers fan. Okay, yeah. I'm okay with that. What was it? Where'd you and, go? Are you from and, Maryland, I'm, right? Yeah, I'm from Baltimore. So okay. uh, my first high school with Polly and we were the engineers. Then my second high school with Patterson and we were the Clippers. Oh. And our, our one of our rivals was Mervo, who were the Lakers.
2: Right? Oh, okay. So you had to—I I didn't even know they had So it goes yeah. way back. Yeah, <laughs> it goes way back. So my, my opening rant. My opening question, a one to know cuz I thought as a Clippers fan, I assumed that we were going to continue to roll add on to our. I'm going to use the hour. I'm not going to try to hide behind and pretend to not be biased cuz I am biased. I'm a I'm a Clippers fan, so I'm going to let that be known as opposed to some people in the media who try to hide it. In fact, I actually I want to play this quote because it's not as timely now because the Lakers are about to win and beat the Clippers, but Nick Wright who does a really good job. He's on Fox Sports. He's on Fox Sports Radio. I think he's one of the best in the biz, but he's a total LeBron homer, which is fine, but he's built his career on that, and he doesn't want to give the Clippers any love, and I just want him to come out and say, I'm a homer for LeBron. I guess this... I opened the rant, I think the first and second show with this, is that I think that we as sports media people and maybe even as coaches and certainly as fans need to work on re-educating ourselves and not just getting spoon-fed the sports media that's given to us by ESPN and Bleacher Report and basically those two, those are the big giants, you know, maybe some NBC whatnot. But we just get spoon-fed – I think sports have almost been, like I said last week, dumbed down. The way that they're given to us, the big brands get all this attention. And, of course, the Lakers are the big brand, plus LeBron makes this giant brand. And I just would like to see a little bit more transparency from the media, and I would like to see a little bit more. I'd like to see fans being able to discern and not just... like It doesn't have to be this hot-take sports culture, but I'm going to play this little clip from Nick Wright talking about the Clippers. They had a huge win on Thursday against the Rockets. Now, you know that doesn't really matter because they just lost to the best team, in my opinion, uh, currently in the regular season in the NBA is the Lakers. I do think the Clippers will beat the Lakers in a seven-game series. I know, Chris, you want to talk about that, but I just want to play this quote from Nick Wright, and then I'll react to it a little bit. The first quarter
1: first half of that game defensively that it's like oh there you go that's the team defensively that we talked about that they could be before the year but
2: the Clippers didn't play great overall last night this game was about one thing and one thing only three-point shooting and the Rockets being historically bad from three-point line they've been healthy and in the first quarter first half of that game defensively that it's like oh there you go That's the team defensively that we talked about that they could be before the year. Nick Wright's great at what he does, but I just am sick of the media, not the mainstream (laughs) sports media. And, And you know what? This is why I love sports. I always say this. We always talk about this on the show. I love sports. Because it's a lens through which to examine other things. The same thing's happening in politics with political media and the infotainment and whatnot. And I'm not gonna get on any rants about mainstream political media, although I'd like to, but the exact same thing happens in sports. People get on TV, people get on radio, and they have their take, which is probably there to be divisive, to stir the pot, to yeah. create discussion. It's probably based on a little bit of fact, mostly opinion. They say that. Then it gets regurgitated, discussed, becomes the water cooler talk, and kind of becomes the status quo. So I'm just – I just want fans to be a little more discerning in the way that they're digesting the media. And I, I'm, I want guys in the media, like I'll be the first to say, is admit your biases. Like, Nick Wright, admit that you're a Lakers fan because you're a LeBron fan. Admit you're a homer. Just come right – hom- I'm a homer. I'm a Laker hater, and I will be. And that's what we're going to provide for you from my perspective on the show. Now, I know you like them both today, Mark and Chris. I know that you're more of a Laker fan. Yeah. So I just – I wanted to play that quote. And now I have a little less juice – I have a little less gas as the game's gone final. And the, yeah, and, what are your thoughts here? And the, and the Clippers, my thoughts are that the Clippers are still the team to beat in the entire NBA for the playoffs. Really? They are really? built for that. I mean, that's my opinion. I don't even think it's a hot
4: take. It's tough to beat a team three times in a row. I mean, exactly. I, it's tough. They figure your numbers out, they get the scouting report on mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I mean, they, they are know who each other are already. But I mean, to beat a team three times in one season, it's a tough thing yeah. to do. Yeah, 100% is.
2: And Chris, I'll let you weigh in now because I know you probably disagree with me. I, I think the Lakers are really good. I think they're a great regular season team. I think they're the second best team. They're my and like odds. Like if I was a odds maker in uh-huh. Vegas making the odds for the title – I would put the Clippers at number one and the Lakers right behind you're them. You're going to look
3: at me and say LeBron James in the playoffs, Anthony Davis in the playoffs can't match up with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard?
2: I think over a seven-game series, who who played big for the Lakers today? It was
3: Anthony Davis.
2: And Avery Bradley yeah. had a huge game. Yeah, and he's he was
3: a nuke pickup, too. He was the X
2: factor for them, and I just yeah. don't think over the course of a seven-game series you're going to see role players like Avery Bradley, and I know Avery Bradley because he used to be a Clipper and he sucked for the Clippers. <laughs> you're not going to see guys like Avery Bradley have a, a season-high 24 points tonight that's just not gonna in the playoffs things are different Kawhi Leonard I'm not gonna say LeBron James doesn't know how to win I'll say Anthony Davis doesn't know how to win in the postseason because he doesn't he's never proven it I I think Anthony Davis is I'll say it's soft I think he's a really fun player I think he's a top five player in the league but I've never seen him win in the postseason so I just if in a seven game series in the postseason give me the Clippers four games out of
3: seven really wow really yeah that's my take and I don't even think it's
4: a hot take you know I, I tell you the Clippers were gaining steam. They were gaining a lot of momentum. And, and then, God forbid, the, tr- the tragedy that happened, right? And now Clippers are playing not only the Lakers, but they're playing legends of Lakers. They're playing their ghosts. Sure. Yeah, that's because true. Because that reunited everybody in Los Angeles. That made everybody remember all the great times, all the good times, and all all the rings. Mm-hmm. And, and the success that the Lakers had. And then people who, if they were wavering, they were beginning to kind of maybe move move that compass a little bit towards the, the uh, Clippers. All of a sudden they said, you know what? I remember how good those Lakers were yeah. and how good sure. that felt. And you know what? I loved Kobe. I'm a Laker fan. Good. Uh,
3: it. That's a great point right. because I think right now the NBA is looking towards the Lakers like, okay, we're like rooting for this team. We have our favorite team, but oh, it would be, sure. it'd be great for the Lakers to win because Kobe, because of this and that. So I think the league perspective is towards the Lakers. And being the Clippers, that's a hard point to be at where – you're shadowed by something you can't control. Like everyone in the NBA is looking towards the Lakers, while the Clippers are the two seed, trailing behind the Lakers all the time. And they're just gaining momentum. Yeah,
2: just gaining momentum.
4: Yeah. And then, woof, yeah,
2: you know, I will say this. I'll go. I'll, I'll move away from the Laker hate for a second. And I will say this. <laughs> and this was going to be my point, regardless of today's outcome, which favored the Lakers. Lakers beat the Clippers. Season series now, two uh, one in favor of the Clippers. But I would say this going into today's game. I was excited as if I were about to watch my favorite team in a playoff game. The mm-hmm. game had a playoff feel. Was I was intense, on the yeah, edge of my seat. The players, yeah. you can tell that both teams, whether they say it or not, and they don't want to give bulletin board material, quote unquote, you can tell that both players and both teams were bringing a little extra juice. And I love that. Like I love this rivalry. I love that it's become a really good rivalry, both teams. The, the, historically, it hasn't been one because of the Lakers, and then the last decade, it's favored the Clippers. And right now, you have the the nexus of the two best teams in the West, and you have the epicenter of the NBA universe in LA, and it's really
4: awesome. The funny thing is, Staples Center is not big enough for both of them. So I'm telling you, Inglewood is going to blow up. Inglewood. Oh with, yeah, with we're talking. Forum. We want to talk real estate, bro. Exactly right.
2: I'm I trying had, to buy something in Inglewood. I had, I got a couple of listings up there. They're blowing up. They're they're selling like crazy, dude. The Ingle. I was looking on just Zillow, just looking at Inglewood and the yeah. prices. I'm like, where am
4: I looking right they're, now? They're going through the roof. It's crazy. I have a, I have a couple clients up there. He's got some big plans up there, and he's he's doing all the right things. But Mayor Butch is a brilliant mayor for Inglewood. I mean, he's really turning that town around. Wow. Oh yeah. It, you, oh for sure. You couldn't give away property in Inglewood in, in the 90s. Oh. Right, and and now with the with the new stadium, the SoFi Stadium, and Steve Ballmer looking to you know pull the Clippers out of Staples Mm -hmm. and give them their own arena. Yeah, Yeah. between the
3: Rams and then the Clippers, potentially. Inglewood's
4: blowing up.
2: We can talk about that when we talk real estate, Mark. Because I'm like, I'm like, yo, I need to get some money. I need to do like some tenants in common or something. Go quick and go get something in Inglewood, dude. Yeah, we could talk. That's another topic. I will talk, but I will just I'll I'll end with this because I know I'm a Laker hater, and that's fine. And you, if you want to weigh in. Get at me on Twitter at Dr. Croft, Dr. underscore Croft, or I'm, I'm live stream. If you're listening and you want to watch, putting it on my my Instagram live at Zen Daddy West Coast. You can tune in. I just will say this: that's the best rivalry in the NBA. There's, Absolutely, there's no other rivalry right now currently that comes close in terms of the juice that both teams bring, and I think it's one of my favorite current rivalries in pro sports. Every game is playoff basketball, and it's. Something like that, doses of that on a primetime ABC Sunday afternoon game, national audience. That's going to help. I know NBA ratings are down this season, but stuff like that is going to help, and I love it. And I Mm -hmm. and it's it's so fun. I'll end on that note, positive. I'll end on a positive note. No no hate for the Lakers, but when we come back, let's completely shift gears away from national. I mean, regional. Those are our team. Those are our NBA teams. That's technically. I will still say that that's local. But let's shift gears over to hyper local. Newport Harbor High School. Mark Todd, the Newport Harbor High School boys lacrosse coach, one of the longest tenured coaches in lacrosse in the county. Sailors, starting off their season, they're 2-1, and and even more so, I've been calling games for you. And I'm just stoked to talk a little lacrosse, man. I watched exponentially more lacrosse this week than I had in the previous decade, and I'm stoked to talk to you about it. I'm fired up about it. Thank you so much.
4: We're actually undefeated through two and a half games. I mean, if you take the first half of the, of the foothill game, we're tied 3-3 at <laughs> there halftime. You go.
2: Well, I'm going to ask you about that when we come back. Yeah. Mark Todd, Newport Harbor High School boys lacrosse coach, joining us. You're listening to Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford on 101.5 KOCI.
3: Let's be honest, Southern California isn't known as a barbecue haven, but the folks down at Balboa Barbecue know what they're doing. From melt-in-your-mouth beef brisket to saucy ribs and absolutely delicious pulled pork, Balboa Barbecue's selection of legit, slow-smoked meats makes my mouth water just thinking about them. A home-cooked meal with all the fixings awaits you at Balboa Barbecue.
1: Hello, this is Lonnie from the Creative Play. Everyone has a box. It's under your bed or in your closet. Don't let your treasures end up on eBay or in a garage sale or the garbage. Let us turn it into a one-of-a-kind work of art. The Creative Play, 949-645-0720. We can answer all your questions. Mesa Water wants to meet you and your neighbors and will be visiting your neighborhood beginning July 31st through September 7th. You can share your thoughts about current issues affecting your community and explore opportunities for Mesa Water to serve you more economically, effectively, and efficiently. Your local Mesa Water representative will be available to answer your questions. Plan on coming to one of these events in your neighborhood. More at mesawater.org slash neighborhood chat.
2: This is Sports Sunday with Alex
1: Crawford on 101.5 KOCI.
2: Welcome back into Sports Sunday. I'm Alex Crawford. Chris Babona is here and a very special guest joining us in studio. Mark Todd, Newport Harbor High School boys lacrosse coach. And, oh, We're fired up. <laughs> yeah, fired, we're up, fired up, baby. up, Let's go. You know, I got too fired up before last week's show. Chris, I had you bring me a Red Bull. Too
3: much? Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> it was too much. Yeah. It was actually too much. And I was also I forgot today that the studio doesn't have air conditioning, so we're sweats and a sweatshirt. You know, kind of lazy Sunday. I'm dripping under this sweatshirt right. I'm sweating through it. But I'm also fired up for the show, Mark. I I appreciate you coming in person. That's what I hope to curate on this show going forward is getting local coaches like yourself. So you're the first. You're the first. You're the pioneer here today. I want to get as many local coaches, not just from Newport Harbor, but from you know Estancia, uh, the Costa Mesa Mustangs. Mm
0: chooses
2: not to help. Oh, sorry. That was my Mustang. That was my Mustang. I'm trying to, I'm trying to bust out some new sound effects here today. That was my Mustang sound effect. I have a Sailor one too. We'll play later. But Mark, let's get right into it. Let's talk about Newport Harbor High School boys lacrosse. Two and one on the season. You're in your 10th. Is this your 10th year as head coach? My 10th year. So 10th year, year at Newport. Previously, you are at CDM. You really had your finger on the pulse of the local lacrosse community. You're from Baltimore. You're from a place. That Balmer. He, Balmer. That's, I, that, what's that? There's a whole
4: other accent over there. Well, it's where the north meets the south, and we all sound like we have marbles in our mouth. Exactly. exactly. You do. You <laughs> have it. I'm always like – when I first met you, I was like, where's this guy from? Like, maybe You know,
2: he don't a, add it to any Yeah. <laughs> maybe he has a speech impediment. When, when I go
4: back there, oh, God forbid, I'm listening to everybody, and I say, did I really sound like this? I'm wow. really trying not to sound like that anymore. <laughs> and sometimes I catch myself – you know, and I go, man, I sound Cajun almost.
2: Yeah, it's, a, it's its it's own dialect out there. I love it. But that's that's a lacrosse hotbed out there, Maryland, Baltimore, especially mm-hmm. compared to here. So my first question for you is just how have you seen the lacrosse scene and community grow in Orange County since you've been out here and since you've started coaching?
4: Man, it's. I started off at the college level when I first came out here, and I started coaching at Chapman. And then, like I said, I went to UCLA, and the, the commute from Orange County was I mean that last stretch from LAX to UCLA to Westwood—that's mm-hmm. another hour on your commute. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I pulled back after fall and I said I'm going to go coach at Loyola Marymount. I mean, it literally, it's it's almost in the same neighborhood, but yeah. they're an hour apart in West LA traffic. So, and then uh, when the, when my twins were born, and Chris, you you go to school with my twins, Jason and Joshua, I started the UCI program and and the Corona Lamar program, wow. and I was there for three years and. Uh, at the same time, Coach Mix was in the neighborhood, and he's got kids. G.W. Mix, is, yeah, is he still the coach at CDM? He or? is, and he, man, that guy's been doing so many great things for for uh, all of lacrosse. I mean, n- nationwide. So he he started the Surf Dogs, which you were a player on, and uh, before that, there was one year we had the Newport Beach Lacrosse Club, and um, I kind of wasn't really dabbling in, it, in in the youth lacrosse because I didn't have any kids, so I didn't have quite the interest to do it. Yeah. And, and it was more fun to coach at the college level because the kids. It's easier to, you know, teach the X's and O's instead of just catching and throwing. So anyway, um, you know, fast forward, I'm at CDM and I'm coaching at Colonel Lamar and I just switched from doing mortgages into, and, and into real estate. So that's why I started coaching again. So I like, had to s- supplement my income just because I was making a career change. And I ended up getting stuck in it, and not, not a bad thing, I mean, I really love it, but you know, the fascinating thing, three years into it, uh, Coach Mix joined me, and he was working with me for three years as an assistant, and he actually made me a better coach, too, because he was an NCAA coach of the year one time, and he's a fantastic coach, and um, anyway, so we were coaching together, and we, we went to the championship, and we actually lost, we beat Foothill earlier in that year, and we actually lost to Foothill in the championship game, and that was a, that was a bummer, but um, anyway, so then I took a year off, and um, one of my JV coaches, Brian Dunn, who was the first kid, uh, first senior that I had at, at Corona Lamar. This is pretty funny. So he was putting banners up all around Corona Lamar. I, I hadn't even coached a single practice at Corona Lamar, and I get called into the principal's office and said, is this the kind of program you're running?
2: And what they what did the banners say?
4: <laughs> he, put, uh, he put banners of guys in, water, like water polo guys, like, don't be a speed wearing explicative oh wow right and then and then he and then and then he goes then don't be a baseball swinging explicative like <laughs> and, and i haven't change. even met the kid and wow. he was what like, he was just like fired up yeah. for lacrosse <laughs> he was fired up for lacrosse he was trying he was trying to antagonize his friends and trying to get them to come out that's great though. And, and he was a football player at, at corona lamar he was a good football player he played defensive mm-hmm. end and um he wanted to go to college to play football he ended up playing lacrosse at chapman yeah you know and um so the great thing about uh, Brian Dunn, he then became the Huntington Beach head coach. After I left CDM, Brian started the Huntington Beach team. And so I, I wasn't coaching as a head coach. I kind of part-time helped Brian out because he, was, he got the Huntington Beach job and he didn't have any assistant coach. He got the Huntington Beach job a week before they started the season. Wow. So I went out there and I kind of helped him with a couple of practices here and there. And then um, Brian went on to be a great lacrosse coach in Orange County coaching both to, he coached Huntington Beach program coached DeSoro and now he's over at Servite yeah. with those guys and those guys run a great I program I mean and know. that
3: type of like advertisement you needed to do that because to start the programs you needed the, the popularity of lacrosse you needed to start the program itself so do you think that was necessary to like go those
4: heights you know it's funny because they, they say if, if people hate you you're still getting attention, yeah. Right? There's no, as, as the saying goes, there's no bad PR, right? Yeah, no, for sure. And, and, I agree with that. And like, for instance, like what you're saying, that they, being a Clippers fan, you know, and being just flat out saying it, you're becoming a lightning rod. So people then will start yeah. to look at you as authority for Clippers information. Sure, sure. I'll, right? I'll
2: own it. Like I don't, I don't watch the Lakers day in day out, but I do watch the Clippers. And you want to talk to me about my Clippers hoops, I'll get, I'll get fired up about that. You know. Yeah. But I do agree. I don't think there's any. There's no such thing as bad PR. All all press is good press. I mean for the most part. But but lacrosse so lacrosse has grown from from literally in your Nothing. time in your time you've seen a seed get planted, sprout, grow, and now really starting yeah. to blossom. It's CI like their CIF The competition here's insane. Yeah. yeah.
4: We're bona fide CIF now. And you yeah. know, coming at Newport Harbor was tough. Let me tell you. I mean, they they called me the week before their summer camp started. Mm-hmm. They just let go a coach, and they had been through six coaches in ten years. Yeah. So no one lasted more than two years in their, in there their previous There was no big foundation, steps. and yeah. so kids never got to go through a, a program with one guy at the helm. And there was a lot of resistance when I first arrived at Newport Harbor. I was blown away the resistance that I had only because there were a lot of legends. Coaching at Newport Harbor, and they were very comfortable in the situation that they had, and they weren't really happy with the threat or the perceived threat of new of a new program stealing athletes. That's what they that's what they, sure, what sure. they said stealing athletes. Well, you, and it's just contrary to that. We're actually improving athletes. I mean, literally. We have a great relationship with the football coach. I was going to say, lot of, right now. a lot
2: of your top players, I noticed, were names that I was calling during football yeah, season. Joe yeah. Nipp and Aiden Goltz. And yeah. A lot of those guys, I was like, oh, those guys were starters on the football team. You didn't see that when I was at Harbor. I graduated in 2009, and you saw maybe one or two football players take up lacrosse senior year after football. And now it looks like there's a ton of
4: crossover, and that's really cool. And, and it's important that we have the crossover. I mean, you talk about, like, we were talking about the Lakers earlier. Steve Nash was a phenomenal lacrosse player. Oh, Yeah. A phenomenal lacrosse I mean, player. some of the great—I mean, Jim Brown, right? Jim Brown, Jim Brown right? is in the lacrosse and football Hall of Fame. Uh, I mean, Eric at a defensive— Uh, and for the atlanta falcons Mm -hmm. there's so many different guys out there that are multi-sport athletes and that's the big thing that sean bolton the principal newport harbor got behind too is having multiple multiple sport athletes and sharing the athletes and it's just i mean the science behind it i mean there's literally science behind it that proves yeah it's better for the athletes
3: working the different muscles different like scenarios Uh, and stuff like that i mean let me ask
4: you
2: this because i i see a lot and i'm thankful for this i don't have children, but I will someday, but I do now. It's not none that you know of. Not. I don't have children I know of in Orange County. You know, my, my childbearing years were spent more up in Portland, so maybe there's right. some running up yeah. uh, in the Pacific Northwest, but I do see a lot of pro athletes now and coaches coming out and promoting multi-sport athletes saying don't specialize in youth sports. Go and play as many sports as possible, mm-hmm. which just makes sense, and I don't think it's the kids that want to specialize. I'm sure it's the parents pushing them to, but I'm glad to hear that you and Newport Harbor Head Football coach peter lofthouse and principal sean bolton are saying hey yeah let's get some crossover it's better you develop different muscle groups and you're not getting kids get burnt out adults get burnt out like, they get burnt, diversify
4: they get burnt out of hearing the same voice after a while the same coach if you're in the same program listen to the same coach you hear wow 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 wow. charlie wow, brown It's wow, charlie brown teacher <laughs> yeah. right exactly and, and so i've always been it's the, the baltimore biggest...
2: charlie brown teacher
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah with a hard r so um I was always a big advocate of telling the kids, go play for other club teams. Because yeah. I'm so certain of the stuff that we're teaching is the right stuff that I know that if they go to another program, the coaches are going to recognize that they are they're actually are learning the right thing. Yeah. And if they hear it a different way, somebody says it without a Baltimore accent, maybe they got a Long Island accent or something, sure, sure. Strong Island, right? <laughs> and, and, they, and they say it a different way, and maybe they get it, then our program benefits from it, right? When a kid comes back to Newport Harbor, we benefit from it. So it's a big positive thing. To have the kids playing, you know, not only multiple club teams for lacrosse, but also going out and playing multiple sports. I'm so happy that we have kids. I mean, the college guys, the college coaches are definitely looking for kids who are multi-sport athletes. Mm-hmm. Because it just, what happens at the college level, because I coach collegially, and when you get a kid that's just specializes in one sport, it's prima donna. He thinks he's heard sure, it, he's seen sure. it, and knows it all. You, you can't teach him anything new, right? So mm-hmm. when you get a kid that's hungry and just a, a, a better, improved athlete because he was playing multiple sports. And the other thing is, too, so many sports have so many great cultures to, to, to give a kid a foundation just from, a, from an intellectual perspective of learning you know, about different people and associating with people you may not normally so associate with at Newport Harbor, for instance. I mean, there's kids that, that have been in the same classes with each other for repeatedly for years and never even talked to each other. Right? Unless they were – maybe they, they crossed each other and on a team or some kind of environment so they cross-pollinate and then they get to know each other and find they make more friends. So. Yeah, I want to lean into that a
2: little bit more and I want to talk to some uh, with you about something we talked about before about potentially engaging a whole other population locally, the Latino student Absolutely. body. I want to talk about that when we come back. I want to ask you how can we – engage the gigantic almost 50 percent of the school latino student body at newport harbor and i know there's a lot of other schools in southern california that are uh, segregated but could be brought together and don't necessarily have to be and actually last week our guest gustavo ariano from the la times who is just the the expert, I think, in media and SoCal on Latino culture. I asked him about that, so I'm going to play his soundbite, and we can react to that. When we come back, we'll continue this interview with Newport Harbor lacrosse coach Mark Todd. We'll also do our high school roundup scores, stats, and shout-outs for all the local high schools. You're listening to Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford on 101.5 KOCI. The Creative Play has been located on 17th Street in Costa Mesa for 29 years, and trust me when I say it's a sports heaven behind the wall. From incredible sports memorabilia to affordable framing, they'll make your walls look like the Hall of Fame at The Creative Play. More at thecreativeplay.com.
1: Listening to Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford on 101.5 KOCI.
2: Oh, welcome back into Sports Sunday, Alex Crawford, Chris Babona, Mark Todd, Newport Harbor High School Boys Lacrosse Coach. Uh, popping our cherries, so to speak, of coaches joining us in studio. <laughs> this is something I want to make a. Well, regular the FCC? I find the us. For that. I, no, that's a, no, that's a gray area. That's a gray. You're nervous about that. I see Chris getting nervous about yeah, the FCC. FCC. Don't worry. That, I think we're good. I think we're okay. okay. We're just
4: groundbreaking.
2: We're just groundbreaking. We're just That's we're we're, we're, break, we're just. I want to get as many local high school coaches in studio as possible to like riff with us. You know, like we're talking. We're gonna talk. Continue talking about lacrosse and youth sports and whatnot. But it's just good. I think the energy in studio is better when we're all together. We can get representatives from the Stancie Eagles, <laughs> the Costa Mesa Mustangs. Hey, it
4: sounds like my old girlfriend. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Newport Harbor Sailors. That's a ship. That's a, I'm working on the I'm sailor saying, one. That too. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> and the Mar Sea Kings. That's like a... I thought that might be like are a Are they tried, the princesses? Or like, or like, what, a,
3: are we throwing shade I mean,
2: I, I mean, I'm always throwing shade at Mar High I, School. I thought you were
4: going to make a dolphin. So like...
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that would be good.
2: Maybe I'll get that because I don't... I didn't know what to seek. So that was supposed to be like the trident, like maybe like a – you know, like an Excalibur Magic. sword.
4: Yeah, yeah. Maybe like an Aquaman. Oh, that might be good. Like yeah,
2: and I might need a new sail. The sailors don't sound too tough with the – that's just the, you know, the old 60s kind of sound effect ship horn that I wanted to get on there. So I go oh, – it's you a work in it. progress. It's a work <laughs> in progress sound effects, but Newport Harbor – Boys lacrosse coach, Mark Todd. Now, something that you and I talked about, Mark, one of the first times we met up was that there is a huge subset of the population at Newport Harbor High School. About 40 to 45% is Latino. They, typically Latino students, don't gravitate towards lacrosse and their participation in not just lacrosse, but in other sports across the board. Like, So when I went to Harbor, we had obviously a lot of Latino kids play soccer. Yep. And we had some that did cross country and track. And as I talked to our guest last week, Gustavo Ariano, about it, they were always the hardest workers on the team. They yep. showed up. Lunch pail mentality. It's a stereotype, but it's a good one, and it's true. The Mexicans will outwork the white kids yeah. about eight times out of ten. And I'm like – and we talked about this. If we if, – if the community and the coaches – it starts with guys like you can engage this subset of the population, the Latino kids, and get them to start playing lacrosse or football or whatever, it's just going to boost the community. It's going to, like you said, cross-pollinate. It's going to get kids that are in class together that don't normally talk going to talk to each other and it's going to be just overall positive not just because of the scoreboard but for the community and i want to play i want to get your response and yep. then but first i'm going to play this is what gustavo ariano la times uh Cal- he covers california he writes for the metro section for them he also used to be the editor-in-chief of the oc weekly and he is an authority on, on latino culture in southern california i asked him this same question what do you think you you are from Anaheim. You were a Latino kid at one time. Now you're an adult. Well, what what can we do? And this was his answer. And then I want to see what you think about it, Mark.
5: You got to start them young. I mean, I, it's funny you mentioned that because the other day I was driving through teachers from high school and I was down here in Santana, mm-hmm. and they have a lacrosse team now. And wow. you know, that, that school is like ninety percent Latino. So Latinos definitely will or you know use high schoolers, They'll definitely play a sport if they see something for them in it one way or another, uh, you know, but if you don't know the sport, why are you going to play a sport that you don't know? It's like you asking me, hey, you want to play cricket right now? I'm like, <laughs> uh, I don't know what cricket is. I mean, I obviously know what the sport, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any investment in it for me to want to play. On the other hand, if you say, hey, let's go play baseball or uh, basketball, I'm like, okay, cool. Let's, you know, I suck, but sure, let's <laughs> try it at all. So I think it starts young, it, 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 specifically for Newport Harbor, you know, being part of Newport Mesa Unified School District is start getting teams in eighth grade. Start teaching people in elementary school. Him, him as a coach, you should go out there and lecture during PE classes to schools. Hey kids, this is lacrosse. This is what you're going to do. You're going to be at Newport Harbor one day, and there could be a spot on the team if you start training young and that you have the talent and the grit to be able to do it. You will have a team. And the fact that yeah, it is cost prohibitive some folks. Well. If the, harbor, the Newport Harbor teacher really cares about it, that's where he gets. I mean, heaven knows there's a lot of nonprofits that go to Mason, Newport Beach that can start something to help uh, young Latinos get into that. So by the time they're freshmen, Newport Harbor High, at least they have it in their mind. Like, hey, I could do this, too.
2: But I just think it's like. So, yeah, that was Gustavo Ariano joining us last week here on Sports Sunday. Now, Mark, we talked about this before. What do you what do you think about that? How can we get Latino students at Newport Harbor High School, and this is I'm sure a thing that's happening across the county in Southern California, to participate in sports that they don't par- traditionally participate in, or that might be cost
4: prohibitive? Well, I think that uh, Gustavo had a couple, you know, fair assumptions, right? But I do think that um, first of all, we're way out ahead of them on, on some th- some of the things. We're working with Costa Mesa United. And we've gone out and we've tried to, we've already gone into the uh, high schools, the elementary schools, uh, particularly when, my, when I was running our youth program, the Landsharks, mm-hmm. and um, I was out in the high schools and we were getting kids. I was putting banners up on all the fences that you see around all the elementary and middle schools and developing that. My brother David has now taken over the Landsharks program. And he runs our youth program, so i am make sure to, be, you know, he's doing a great job and he's, you know, communicating with his, um, the Newport Mesa Unified School District and Coast Mesa United as well and so it it is cost prohibitive and at Newport Harbor even with some of the families that we have it's still cost prohibitive to some others as well it's a, yeah, mean,
2: it's a cost. i mean it doesn't matter if you're white latino black right. whatever it's a
4: it is for so single parent homes you know?
2: sure oh yeah exactly i mean right. it it, fall, sure. it falls in that category with like right. baseball hockey of a cost prohibitive sport
4: and you know how much money we got from asb we got 125 dollars. that doesn't even buy a box of balls that's how much money we got from asb but thank god we have the pile of sticks foundation uh pile sticks foundation pile spelled p-y-l-e and that's from david pile oh, one of the great philanthropists in this community without a doubt and David Pyle came up to me after one of our my first sports, my first athletic banquet at Newport Harbor, and I was advocating the kids playing multiple sports. Funny, this comes full circle. And David comes up to me and said, You know what? I was giving money to the foundation. I'm not gonna give it to the foundation. I'm gonna give it to you and your program. And here's hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Over the course yeah. of four years, but you got him he made a match program, said so here's the deal. He says, You gotta raise, I'll give you ten thousand dollars start of money every year for the next four years, but you got to raise fifteen thousand. If you raise fifteen thousand, I'll match that fifteen thousand with a you know. So, in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, he gave us twenty five thousand, and then we made forty thousand. And over the course of four years, there's a hundred thousand dollars that he gave us. And last year he re- stepped up again and re upped his his bid for us. I mean, his pledge for us. And so, even like a school like Newport Harbor, I mean, there's so many different levels to what, what Gustavo said. So. Our school district is one of the few school districts in all of California that's paid by property taxes, not by the government, not by federal subsidies, but literally because we have such wealth in our real estate. I mean, this is we live where other people vacation. Yeah. Right. And we take that for granted. Right. And it's interesting because I said to our Newport Harbor guys just the other day, I thought we were playing a little flat at halftime against uh, Santa Margarita and that's because we were playing flat because we played them in a in a club game earlier in in the winter and we beat them 8 to 2 in 20 in a 20 minute game and so the kids really felt like they 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 had it but you know the longer they kept that team in it the more enthusiastic they were getting and the harder out they were going to be and so i was talking to them about a work mentality like a, a lunchbox mentality and and i said you know you guys i kind of wish you understood, like you guys don't have anything to aspire to other than living in Newport you know because where else do you want to live? I mean, living in Newport's pretty good.
2: No, I was talking. I mean, that that is such a question mm-hmm. that I think coaches here and in affluent communities around the country have to deal with yeah. is how can you get kids that grew up having it all?
4: My what? buddy Jimmy, coach of Palos Verde, same thing. He's like, he, kid pulls up in, in a $250,000 sports car, right? I was talking to
2: Jeff Harrison, who's a coach down just down the street at Art of Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. And he says, no matter what, it's really hard, even if you come from a tough part of the U.S., one of the – even the toughest parts to replicate what the kids in the favelas down in Brazil that are learning jiu-jitsu, That's where right. they come from. You can't – so that is the eternal, I think, struggle of coaches. It doesn't just matter if you're in Newport. I mean this right. happens almost everywhere. Yeah. And just for our listeners tuning in, head coach Mark Todd of the Newport Harbor – uh, boys lacrosse program, 10-year head coach, uh, almost t- almost two decades coaching in the community, correct? Yeah, so that's correct. So just talking right now, not just about lacrosse. We're talking about how to get the youth more involved in lacrosse that maybe don't. Maybe it's the Latino youth or just kids that have never heard of or don't have the money to pick up a stick. How do we get those kids playing lacrosse? What's your simple answer to that? I mean, it's a, it's a simple answer for a complex problem,
4: right? But what would right. you say? There's so many multiple levels to it. And it's, the first thing is exposure. Right. We we got to get it and, and have them come to a game. And, you know, we had a kid. We have a, actually a Latino kid, a wonderful kid, Rudy, uh, who just transferred into Newport Harbor from Estancia. When our fields were shut down at Davidson, was shut down for two years for repair. We had to practice. We had to play our games over at Estancia. Uh-huh. He was watching our games come out. He just said, Coach, I loved it. And I had to come over here and play because Estancia doesn't have a team. Wow. So it affected and, and him that much? So it affected him that yeah. much. And it's, he's a wonderful kid. And I was talking to Rudy, I go, Rudy, we, we need more pretty, we need we need more Spanish kids coming out here. Come on, we're working. Let's get these kids out here. Because, you know, like you said earlier, Alex, these kids, they, they're gritty, they're grindy, you know, they, they work. And, and and first of all, I had a great kid who was, a, he was a, you know, a, a Newport Harbor all-county soccer player and a Latino kid. and. I think soccer By- translates really well to Byron lacrosse. Byron Gutierrez, right? Byron Gutierrez loved this kid and Byron became a even a nastier soccer player because lacrosse being he was a defensive midfielder so he was used to getting up in guys hips now and running shoulder to shoulder with a guy. When soccer you don't always do that, right? And his game became so much more aggressive that when he went to college he was a better defensive player because again, a multiple sport athlete.
2: Absolutely 100% and and I yeah, I I lacrosse man We'll talk. We we're way behind the clock, which is a good problem to have here in this show. We're gonna eventually. We're gonna have to get more sponsors. We're gonna have to get two yeah. hours. I think oh, man. that's that's what we gotta transition to eventually. But we're just in our third show, so let's not put the cart before the let's horse. Get that Mark Todd Compass Real Estate. There sponsor. we go. <laughs> but I just I so I just started calling lacrosse games on Tar Radio. You can listen at Spreaker.com/slash Tar Radio. Actually, we're gonna be live streaming. Hey, talk about pioneering. So you're the first coach we've had in studio on the show, and then. Your game against Tesoro on Tuesday at Davidson Field, Newport Harbor Lacrosse against Tesoro, will be the first game live streamed. We've been doing the digital radio, but we're going to have the video on Tuesday. So it's going to be a live stream option that I'll be calling. But I just wanted to say, look like what you said, exposure. Lacrosse is a fun, exciting game that after watching one or two times makes sense. It's a lot like hockey. It's similar to soccer, and it's exciting, and it's fun, and it's physical. It's fast paced. It's a dope game, man. Like, I'm loving calling the games
4: as I'm learning the terminology, right. but it's been really fun. You know, it re- and it, the, the biggest thing that it brings out in the kids is, you know, kids compete and sometimes they have fear. And we're trying mm-hmm. to pull out the alpha dog in them, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we're trying to get past that fear because that's an illusion in your head. And what happens is they end up projecting against, they're going against the kid and go, and I know what's going on in their mind. They're thinking, man, this guy's really good. I've seen his highlight films and I hope he doesn't beat me. Instead of saying all that stuff, you gotta you gotta flip that script, and you gotta say, "Oh, I got this guy. He he, he may beat these other f- clowns, but he's not going to beat me. I'm going after." Yeah, right? well, I mean, that's life, right? That's the lessons that. That's why high that's school. Right. That's why playing sports in
2: high school, whether you just go out and play for two years instead of doing PE, you play for the two year, hit your bare minimum. I always I tell my nieces that one's in eighth grade, you know, one did that. She played softball for two years, then she said, "I'm done." But going out and just getting a little bit of that high school sports experience. Mm-hmm. It's cliche, but it goes a long
3: way in yeah. real life.
4: It teaches you a lot
3: of lessons for me too.
4: Yeah. You, for sure. You know, so this is really this is a true story. A couple of years ago I had parents come up to me, why do you always schedule the hardest schedules? I'm like, well, You can only be the best if you beat the best. Uh-huh. Exactly. Right? Yeah, 100 percent You could get some fake wins and then fluff your, your your resume up and act like you're really good, mm-hmm. but unless you're beating the best competition, you can't improve. You can't pull out things deep inside your body that and your mindset that you didn't know that you had unless you went out there and you competed against somebody who was better than you. You had to rise up and you had to do something that you didn't think that you could have done before you showed up. And then I mean, you look back and you say, I did it. And then you know what? Next time it gets a little bit easier. And the next time it gets a little bit easier. And you keep rising up until you find a harder competition and then you rise up again. And then you got to find the next step to rise up and compete. Right? So like this, just, for instance, that's in everything in life. Take this broadcast. You're pioneering a local, hyper-local Program. You say things that c- can be lightning rods, right? Next thing you know, you're getting national exposure. And sure. That, and just keep amping it up mm-hmm. right? and just keep taking that challenge on. I mean, that's what we got to do with everything in life. I mean, yeah. We gotta, I got to do that in real estate. I got to do that in everything I do. I mean, when I came across the country in, in 1993, I had $600, $300 of a credit card, $300 cash. I drove across the country two and a half days by myself with no place to live and no job, right? Crazy. Yeah, why'd you do that? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> a big risk, bro. Right? Uh, but I'm telling you, I had angels with me all, all along the way. I ended up staying with a buddy of mine He was a fraternity brother of mine. I met him at a party, at a fraternity party, right? And this guy's named Glenn Stearns. And Glenn was, he's he now a self-made billionaire. But at the time, wow. he was just struggling to start his own mortgage company. And I stayed on his couch. Literally, I got there an hour before he left for his anniversary. Because here's the keys. I had the flu. I caught the flu as because I I, I I drove from Memphis straight on through Dude. To, 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 to here right. Wow. I had a big cup of coffee in Dallas. Right, and it just yeah. kept going. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, that, that that
2: Dallas coffee must be that's something special. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Okay. Oil. Everything's yeah. bigger in Texas. <laughs> Everything right? is. There you go. Well, you're getting me fired up. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's suit the up, but give me a stick and a helmet, bro. Let's well, go. Well,
4: that's so so again back to full circle back to the earlier question but how do we get the Latino kids right. Mm-hmm. You know. If they come out and they get to talk to us and they get to see, the, like, the passion that I have for coaching these kids and uh-huh. the passion that I want to draw out of these guys, right, and the passion that we – you can apply this to every area in your life. There's a kid, Esteban Ortiz, who I coached His nickname was Mumbles, like from the Happy Feet. Uh-huh. You know? Mumbles was an incredible kid. He was living as an illegal uh, alien in a shed in a yard in Costa Mace with five people. Wow, Three of them had died. Wow. while he was living in there. Oh my god, He was thinking about turning to drugs and started selling drugs. And he gave this speech at, our, at, at, at the end of our, every last game of the season. We have the seniors give a speech yeah. to the underclassmen. And I don't even know this stuff was going on in his life until he expressed that. And he said, you know, but there, there was something that I said at, at practice. It was completely arbitrary. Like, it was just coach speak, right? About like, mm-hmm. you, know, what, you know, about just perseverance and stuff like that. But it, it hit him in such a way that it, it landed with him. Now he is in law school, right? Here's a kid who is an illegal alien yeah. in law school, and he's going to be fighting for uh, his uh, human rights and, and uh, Latino rights. It's completely turned it around. That's a great life story right there. Yeah. yeah. I yeah mean, I mean, I that's a kid that came through my program. So people always yeah. ask me, hey, how's your team look? I don't know. Ask me in 10 years when, when, when we're down the road. Yeah. Like Espan Ortiz? I don't know. I think we 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 got to win.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah. That's that's I mean, that's why you do it, right? That's yeah. why that's the importance of youth sports, right? There it sounds cliché, yeah. but it's real. Like it is real. Youth sports, sports in general, like just the lessons you and for me it's 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 just about things like that and it's the camaraderie and the competitive and it's just it's it's doing hard stuff that you didn't think you could do and then you do it and you're like, "Oh, okay, I'm fine." It's like why on days when I get up, hit the gym, and I deadlift before I have something to do, that day is usually 10 times better.
4: Yeah. You I mean, know, it's just, you got to do you hard eat the frog. You take the tough thing first, mm-hmm. you know? Um, there was a time when, I, a couple times when, at the end of the season, I'm just beat up. I'm exhausted, right? Because okay. the lacrosse season is right in the busiest time of real estate season, too. So literally, I'm Sprint. getting about three, four yeah. hours of sleep a day, right? And uh, and I go, I just don't know if I could do this. And some of the let- I, some of the kids will write me letters. And... Uh, my sons read some of the letters. They were, they were well, you know, Jason and Josh, yeah. they, they were in like seventh grade. They were just little kids, and they're like, "Pop, you can't quit. Look at this difference from me Wow." And you know, because of that, I said, "All right, I'm going to stick with it, and I'm, I'm going to coach you guys through, and I'm going to just keep doing the best that I can." And uh, I, I love it. I mean, the kids, the, the families that I get to you know, I say that the kids coach me literally. Every year I learn something different and a different nuance on on how to better communicate with the kids, how to better, you know, motivate them and how how, what pushes their buttons. And they're always different. Right. And um, I try to coach each kid differently, but also coach them all the same, which is really it's just you got to communicate with them differently sometimes. When one teaches to learn, that's what they say,
2: right? I love well that. we do it every Sunday at this time. When we come back, the high school roundup will quickly run through sports scores, stats, and stories from all the local schools, and maybe we'll even have time to head to the spice rack. We'll see. We are rolling right along Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford, Newport Harbor lacrosse head coach Mark Todd is here. Chris Babona is here. High school roundup when we come back, you're listening to Sports Sunday on one oh one five KOCI
3: slow smoked beef brisket baby back ribs and juicy half pound burgers balboa barbecue located in the balboa fun zone makes the best barbecue in town open daily from 11 to 8 you could eat there or take it home and there's more at BalboaBarbecue.com. Kamara Crampton Family
5: Law has decades of experience and provides strong representation by top-notch litigators known for their courtroom skills. In a divorce, you need to be empowered when your highest priorities are at risk, your family, your children, home, and finances. The best divorce lawyers are at Kamara Crampton Family Law, 949-234-8280. Don't let your world crumble around you. Having the right attorneys makes a difference. Appointments online at divorce.legal. Not .com, not .net. It's divorce.legal.
1: You've driven thousands of times by that gray brick wall on the corner of 17th Street and Fullerton Avenue in Costa Mesa. But have you ever thought to see what's behind that wall? If you do, you will think you've hit a grand slam. It's the creative play, a sports heaven that can fill all your memorabilia and framing needs. You name it, we frame it. Mesa Water wants to meet you and your neighbors. From February 5th through March 11th, you can share your thoughts about current issues affecting your community and explore opportunities for Mesa Water to serve you more economically, effectively, and efficiently. Your local Mesa Water representative will be available to answer your questions. Plan on coming to one of these events in your neighborhood. More at mesawater.org forward slash neighborhood chat. You're listening to Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford on 101.5 KSCI.
2: Last segment here on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. My goodness, the view from this studio is pretty spectacular. Saddleback looking like a snack out there in the distance. Yeah. I, I, I might have. I've got work to do today. I might. I might push it back and just do it tonight and wait and try to get some of this sunshine.
3: Yeah, no, we don't need the California dream. It's right here. I mean, it spring's here, and it looks great. I would
2: listen to this song every day, dreaming about moving back to Southern California. Well, I'm here. We got the show. We're rolling along. Mark Todd, thank you for joining us. I thought that was a super compelling last segment. Uh, If you're listening or if you're just tuning in now or if you want to re-listen to that, we podcast the show, although I was very lax. I have not podcasted last week's episode yet, but I will do that today, and then I will podcast today's episode as well it's just sports sunday with alex crawford it's on spotify and apple podcasts and you can download it there you can subscribe and we'll have our weekly episodes as well as if someone comes in on a phone interview i'll clip that out although today you know the interview the interview has become the show you know you're just yeah. riding along in with the us flesh in the flesh yeah. oh so much better it's palm you're soaking in it yeah, ex- yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly well we do it every week at this time yeehaw it's time For our high school roundup. Chris, thank you for preparing this, by the way. I appreciate you digging out these scores. All right, let's start off actually, let's start off with some lacrosse. I was at the game on Friday night, and we'll hear, let's hear, let's hear a little bit of the action as you heard it on TAR radio. Jackson Suwall at the X, cradling it, guarded. Lightly dodging around the side. Thought about a shot, No resets up top to Goltz. Fires one. Back of the net. Aiden Goltz finally. Redemption. And Harbor with four seconds to go in the third connects on a beautiful goal from the captain, Aiden Goltz, to put them up 8-7. Did I, did I sound like a guy that knows
4: anything about lacrosse? I feel like I'm learning on the fly. You sounded fantastic. And that was a big shot for Aiden. We were talking about his shooting technique because he was he, he was taking liberties. And I said, listen, the school you're going to next year, he, he's, going, Bar- he's, he's going to Bryant University. And he got a big, fat scholarship, too. And I said, listen, the guy that's coaching next year, he ain't going to tolerate those, you know, those sidearm shots and stuff that you're pulling off right now because you can get away with it. I tell the kids, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, for sure. Right?
2: Well, Harbour had a sequence right before that where I think three or four guys had shots on goal. Goal that missed, but it was nice to see that because against Foothill in the second half, they take a shot, they miss, turnover. Foothill comes down and scores. So Harbor's offense, from a novice's point of view, yeah. seemed like it was clicking. Harbor won 13 to 10 against Santa Margarita. They moved to two and one on the season. Girls lacrosse fell last week. San Clemente 12 to eight. Boys basketball reminder: Thank you, Chris. They won Surf League. They lost in the first round of the playoffs oh, to Roosevelt, but they did win Surf League. Baseball: The Sailors split a doubleheader with Kennedy High School. And they'll go into league play against Fountain Valley on Monday. I'll be on the call for their game. I think it's against Marina on Wednesday. We'll have that on tar Radio. Spreaker.com slash tar radio. Boys volleyball beat Poway High School in two sets. Boys volleyball is rolling along. Yeah, I'll always, call a game they're for solid. Them. I'll be doing yeah. I'll be doing volleyball on Thursday. And I thought the learning curve was a little steep with lacrosse. I don't know anything about volleyball. So I've got I've got a couple days to prep. I gotta find a color analyst uh to do those games with me. That was the Sailors, as you can kind of hear the Sailor there. That was the Sailor scores for you. Let's go to CDM. The Sea Kings. The Sea Kings. Baseball lost their first game against Huntington Beach. 9-2. Boys, lacrosse. Won their first game against Servite, who the Sailors have also beat 11 to 5. Girls Lacrosse lost to Santa Margarita Eagles 4-14. Softball losing. Both games in a tourney. They dropped a 2-3 on the year. Boys tennis lost against Northwood and Boys Volleyball over on the other side of the bay from our KOCI studios on 17th Street in Costa Mesa. Boys Volleyball won a tournament game against Loyola. The team has only dropped one game this year. Those Battle of the Bay matchups yeah. are promising to be always fun. Juicy. Juicy. Yeah, I juicy as a man. Balboa Barbecue Burger, probably Ooh. sponsor We're of probably. the. Same
4: league now, too.
2: I love yeah. that. Let's go over to the, uh, the Costa Mesa Mustangs. <laughs> Boys Volleyball lost to Upland in two sets yesterday. Softball won a close one against La Quinta 5-4, and baseball beat Saddleback on Thursday. And modern day, the Monarchs. I don't have a Monarch sound effect, but if I did, it would probably sound like the Sea King. Boys Basketball lost to to be it. Lions. Oh, that's right. That's right. They are supposed to... I was just going to do a King, you know, Monarchy. Oh, I took Meow or something. <laughs> That's the lion sound effect. We'll get one for next week. Boys basketball lost to Etowanda, but they did have a really good season. The Monarchs yeah. did uh, in hoops. 65-61. Softball lost to Crescenta Valley, 4 to nothing. Boys volleyball beat Westview in two sets. Baseball took down the Tusted Tillers, 5-2. to And girls lacrosse demolished Orange Lutheran. My goodness. Uh, quadrupling their score, 16-4, your final there. So that is the high school roundup, as read by me, as compiled by Chris Babona. Thank you very much for making my life easier you here, Chris. You are very Chris. welcome. And to bring it back to boys lacrosse, what are your expectations for the rest of the season for the for the sailors? I know I read your article as interviewed by Taryn Rodriguez mm-hmm. on Max Lacks saying the expectations are a little higher than last year. You're scheduling some tough, out of, uh, out of conference or out of league opponents early in the season, like we just talked about, yep. which I think is great, which I think builds the team up. I'm, I'm excited to see where the team's headed. But what are your expectations as head coach?
4: Well, uh, just to add to that, building up the expectations, we may be dropping our last game against Tribuco Hills and picking up Palos Verdes, who's currently ranked number one. I, love, so, that. Such, I love that. I love that, baby. So, again, to be the best, you got to beat the best. Exactly. And here's the thing. Even if we lose the game, we don't lose the lesson. Mm-hmm. right and you still so, learn yeah we're still learning and we're still improving and you know what if the kids are better than us the kids can learn from that opportunity look if i played one-on-one with lebron james i'd get smoked but i might learn something yeah uh, other than the fact that i suck <laughs> at basketball you, you might you, you <laughs> might learn
2: hey let's play a different sport let's <laughs> right. take on a different challenge okay
4: right. uh so our expectations you know um we have a strong senior class we had 20 we're down to 16 seniors and um uh, you know, we some guys are going on to play football, and they want to just, you know, they're afraid they're going to lose weight. So some guys just decided to focus on that side mm-hmm. of their of their.
2: Oh, guys that are going yeah, to play they're, they're on Saturdays
4: after high school life.
2: Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. So soak it up, nope. cherish it, Chris. Exactly. Cherish
3: your days as a sailor. I will, and that's what I did. I, honestly, <laughs> like I quit baseball, You're like, oh, and I'm here, here I am. Take it easy, you old. Yeah. you weirdo. <laughs> uh,
2: no, so the expectations they're 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 high, but they're, they're tempered. High, yeah. They're yeah. high, but
4: tempered. You know, uh, the, the kids want a championship, right? And, and here's the thing. Wanting it and earning it and deserving it and, and demanding it of yourself are completely different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we all want things, right? But are we willing to sacrifice and do the things that we have to do to earn them? You know, sure. one, one of our chance we used to break on is earn everything. Right. And just, you know, when I coached at Huntington Beach, we made it earn everything. You know, if you don't earn it yourself, listen, I always tell the kids, if you're a trust funder or you're living off government block of cheese, you know, you're living off somebody else. Sure. Right. Yeah. Go make your own way. You got to pay your rent every Ford day. Your way, right. One way or another. You got to pay rent. So the competition that we have coming up here are, are tough. I mean, we don't have any lay down games. And our, our, I mean, we have one or two games that are that are in our conference that are just, you know, the programs just have had, you know, a lot of turnover and leadership and, and haven't had the uh, support that they needed from their athletic departments and things like that. But, you know, the other games that are, where they have good leadership, you know, like, a, for instance, like a Corona Lamar, mm-hmm. right, where they have great support, you know, that's going to be a game. You know, that, all the games that we play, Tesoro, good leadership, you know, Servite, right, good leadership, Foothill, long leadership, longest tenured coach in Orange County, John yeah. Fox, right? That's right. I mean... Every team we play. And next week, St. Margaret's, right? I mean, we, we, don't, we don't take any slow, you know. They're the lay down games. OC champs, right? Yeah, they're St. Margaret's, running yeah. Running Orange County champs. And you know what? They reloaded. They're reloaded. They're completely reloaded. I mean, they're younger. They're not all senior heavy like they were. But the sophomores and juniors they have can play. I yeah. mean, they can flat-out ball. I mean, they're really, really skilled, gifted athletes. And we're going to have our work cut out with us. Well, Then we got Yorba Linda. Yorba Linda's got one of the best face-off guys in California. They play make it, take it. You got to get a stop before you get a shot.
2: You know what I like about you, Mark? I like the passion you bring. I don't have any kids at the high school, but I like seeing my community, my alma mater in good hands, the lacrosse program with you. Thank you. Just because you care. Like, you care. And you sound like you're passionate about teaching these kids the right lessons. Like you said, how's the team? I don't know. Ask me in 10 years. Ask me in 10 years. That is, I would love to hear every coach say that. And I just think, I mean, dude, I'm biased, right? Like, let's bring it back full circle. I'm a, I'm pro sailor. I am <laughs> I made I made fun of the Sea Kings with my sound effect. I gave them a magic. I Googled magic wand sound effect, right? I, I, I love, and this whole community, though. The Harbor, though, Harbor has such good coaches that really care right now. They do. Across all programs. And the Sea Kings do, too. The Sea Kings, do. Program, I mean, I think the whole community, we're blessed to be in such an incredible community. That's why I'm so stoked about this show, because we have a hyper-local show. We have a very small community with a lot of people. I mean, like yeah. this is a small community, but we have over a million people in this listener it's great. base. Yeah, and people really care, and the programs are good—from Astanzi and Costa Mesa to Newport and CDM to Modern Day, whatever. People freaking care here, and it's awesome. And I'm so—that's why I'm so stoked mm-hmm. to have this show mm-hmm. and to have you in studio with Thank us you. today. Thank you. Okay, we got to end the show on the spice rack, though. Yeah. It's, a, it's where we bring a hot, a spicy take to wrap up our Sunday. We're looking for a sponsor. If you know any, uh, like, spicy food restaurants that want to sponsor, I'm trying to get Wynn's Kitchen across the street. That would be great if I could say brought to you by, you know, blank. But instead, right now, it's still brought to you by Balboa Barbecue mm-hmm. and the Creative Play. They
4: got spicy barbecue. Yeah,
2: yeah it's good. So there, and, and the, if, you, if you need stuff framed, you go down the street to Creative Play. Lonnie will take care of you. Yep. They're the best. They are, like, truly the best. Chris, why don't you go? What's your spicy take? Let's go okay. to the spice rack, bro. I
3: know I know it's a hot take for you, might not be for normal people out there. <laughs> no, for normal people. But okay. The Lakers, if they stay healthy, they're breezing to the finals. And that is my hot take. I oh. just feel like they have the pieces, they have the momentum, they they're have the breezing. story. They have the story that they're going to. Oh man, do it. Yeah. the story
2: doesn't matter when you're on the court, man. I mean, I think it's going to be awesome that Los Angeles is the epicenter of the NBA and because bat- I want them and I see them meeting in the Western Conference Finals, which would be incredible. That, that is not a hot take probably for most of our listeners. It is for me because you heard me at the start of the show. The Clippers, to me, are still the postseason team to beat out of the West, and I don't see the Lakers beating them in four out of seven games. But I appreciate you <laughs> calling that a hot take because you knew that it might trigger me, and I'm hot for multiple reasons, including the lack of AC in this studio. Thank you, Chris.
4: I disagree. All right, what do you got, Mark? What's your? Well, let's go to the spice rack with Mark Todd. Two hot takes. First of all, uh, last night Yale played Michigan here in Orange County. That's that's an uh, event. The Pacifico uh, shootout oh, yeah, put on by oh, yeah. GW Mix. And I uh, tell you what, that was a, Yale's the number one lacrosse program in America. Mm-hmm. And to have them in Michigan rolling out here—that's that's, cool, man. That's to give up a home game. That's a big thing. Yeah, it's for, and play out here. So that was a fantastic take last night. Uh, Michigan got handed to them. They made it a game for a little bit, but the final score was 17 to 11. Yeah. But then my hot take, the XFL, the new kid on the block, the, the retake of the new kid on the block, is going to teach the NFL some new rules. Wow. Okay, that is a hot
2: take because I tuned into the XFL today uh, during halftime of the Clippers-Lakers game and I just
4: couldn't get into it. Yeah, I couldn't get into it too. But when you see the kickoff stuff and you start thinking of the concussion protocols and all that kind of stuff, it's going to make an impact and they're going to say, look, those guys are doing it better.
3: I could see the NFL adopting something from the XFL. I think that's a really good point.
4: And we're going to
2: get Fred Lawina, offensive lineman from the L.A. Wildcats. Maybe next week, but sometime this month, we're going to get him on the show, at least for a phone or maybe in person. He went to Oregon State, so I got to connect there to to Big Fred on the O-line. I actually don't just – let me check what I said. I do think the NFL is looking to solve the kickoff injury issue, and it looks like the XFL may have provided a solution. So I agree with you there. Great takes. Mine was about daylight savings time. Can we figure it out? Like, I don't just, can we, can we either, I just don't know. I don't get it. We're not, we, we started in World War One uh, to save for our farmers. Yeah, yeah and yeah. also for, uh, to save for energy, like energy reasons, for fuel, for kerosene lamps, yeah. whatnot. We don't need that anymore, but I don't want to dive into it because we're up against the clock. Uh, thank you guys for joining me today. This has been a lot of fun. It's a
3: great show today. This Time was our best show Dare I, dare
2: I say best show yet? We'll see. I think we won't see. No, it is. I'm calling it. it. Yeah. 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 Of the yes. three? Yes. Of, of the, our yeah. three, this is the best. There we go. We can always, we will get better. No yeah. offense. But I mean, we're always, we're trying to get better each week, right? Each show's yeah. been better than the last. You got to get better. Talk to me in a year. Yeah. If, we're, if this was our peak in a year, I'm like, man, what What went wrong after the Mark Todd show? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't we get better after that? We Maybe Mark, we, we broke, broke old, yet, all the mold, baby. We might just have to bring you back in, Mark. Be my pleasure. And we'll get, we'll talk too. We'll get you, uh, on these airwaves again, maybe talking some real estate. I Thanks want to Sox. talk real estate with you. you. So, it, Mark, thank you very much. And New Newburyport lacrosse plays at home Tuesday night against Tesoro. I'll be there. You'll be there. And then Saturday, Saturday,
4: Saturday, St. John's, right? St. John's I'll... from Houston. They got a five-star recruit that's playing lacrosse football. Recruit kid runs a four-two-nine forty. Whoa! Wow. I'll
2: be there for that game as well. I can't wait to see that. That's awesome. I don't know how I'm going to stop that. that. Chris, <laughs> go do your homework. Thanks for joining me again today. Have a good day at of school course, on Monday. It's always a pleasure. Oh, this was yeah. fun. This is our best show. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. As always, get at us on Instagram, K-O-C-I, or Sports Sunday, KOCI, yeah, right. and on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford. Subscribe. Download for Mark Todd and Chris Babona. And all of our listeners as Alex Crawford sang from the back bay to the wedge to all of Newport Mesa. Thank you for listening to Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford. We'll see you next week. Go Sailors. On 1015 KOCI.
1: You're listening to 1015 KOCI LPFM, Newport Beach, Costa Mesa, serving all of Orange County.